Hello, hello, hello. So much of this season has been about the doom and gloom of the socials. But one thing I don't want to lose track of is that there is pure joy to be found online. There are brilliant people, there are beautiful things, and there's some good reasons that we're so addicted to our phones, because they still can be a place of discovery. And as human beings, we are naturally curious. Right now, Emily, Glynis, and I are hard at work on the second half of our mental health episode. And because I'm always honest with you guys, I want to say it's just, it's taken some twists and turns that we didn't expect. And I wanted to give it just a little more time to report and to marinate. So this week, I just want to bring you a little joy and comfort. Because we had so much to fill you in on in the first mental health episode, we didn't get to go deeper on one thing. Comfort creators. I feel like I should whisper that. Comfort creators. Everybody, as far back as there's been media, I would say, people have watched media, to consumed it, read books, looked at cave paintings, whatever, to feel some sense of comfort, to feel some sense of like, take your mind off your own problems, relax, enjoy a story, whatever. Enjoy someone talking about themselves. Enjoy someone telling you a story. And so a comfort creator is that sort of broad concept poured it over into the contemporary world of digital, kind of digital first creators on YouTube, on Twitch, on cross-platform personalities. That's Ezra Marcus. Remember him? He's the reporter for the New York Times who recently defined the term comfort creator in an article for the newspaper. So today I'm bringing you my anybody, my comfort creator. This is the Instagram account that I often turn to when I feel like complete shit. It's the account that truly helped me find my sanity again during those black as fuck postpartum days with my second kid B. Not all comfort creators are mental health influencers or self-help gurus. Mine is a poet. And she is a poet that I probably wouldn't have discovered if it weren't for Instagram. Frankly, I'm so, so happy that I did. I think about this one poem of hers. It's called Deleted Sentences. Literally every time I'm alone with one of my children. And I want to read you a quick excerpt here. Also, my poem voice is not beautiful. So it starts. All right, this is go into poem mojo. What time will you be home? What time do you think you may be home? What time should we wait for you outside on the lawn while the pasta boils over and the baby cries because he misses you? Oh, before I go, what time will you be home? Sometimes I wonder what would happen if you died and I had to write a eulogy while lost in my grief. What would I say? And who would take out the trash bins on dark Sunday nights or hold our children while they cried through fever dreams? What time will you be home? I love that. I love it so much. I love giving books as gifts, and I gift both of Kate Bear's books, What Kind of Woman, and I Hope This Finds You Well, to all of my new mom and new dad friends, because dads need this shit too. Kate Bear is a treasure, and I will be forever grateful that I discovered her work because of Instagram. I'm also very grateful that she didn't think I was a weird stalkery freak when I called to tell her all this. You, for so much of my my early babying period, were my comfort creator. Aww. 
so I just wanted to call you and and talk to talk to you about that because your your poems about motherhood and marriage and really just being a woman in this really messed up world they spoke to me in a way I I am not a po I'm not a poetry person I'm much more like narrative fiction um but this these yours are the first poems that ever spoke to me that way and they got me through what I think I had a lot of postpartum anxiety and I just I didn't know who the hell I was for a while and it was so nice to read them and realize that someone else was was going through that was that was that your intention when you started writing these so when I started talking about motherhood I certainly yeah hoped that people would read it I didn't have an audience like I do now but I I did hope that someone would read it Although I think I was more doing it for my own, my own benefit, kind of just processing what it was like to turn from woman to mother. That's Kate, the New York Times bestselling poet Kate Bear. Sometimes Kate gets referred to as an Instagram poet in profiles of her, which I think is pretty degrading. Yes, she happened to gain a very large following by posting her poems about motherhood and being a woman in the world on the Instagram, but that does not lessen what she does, or how she writes, or how wonderful she is. Kate is a poet who also happens to have a lot of followers on Instagram. We would never call a man an Instagram poet. Never. And during the pandemic, Instagram is where a lot of us were at staring at our fucking phones, staring at the Instagram. And it's just one of the reasons that Kate's poems really got all of the attention that they deserved back in 2020. And what was your own transition like from from woman? We don't I guess we don't really have a good word for woman without children to mother. But what was what was that transition like for you? Well, I'd always wanted to be a mom. And so it was like, I think it is for a lot of people really amazing and wonderful while also being of course horrifying physically and emotionally mentally I think that's a pretty common experience and at the time this was 10 years ago the internet looked very different there there were certainly mom blogs but their Instagram wasn't really a thing yet and there wasn't we didn't consume motherhood the same way we do now and I felt very alone in how I was feeling and I think that is what initially grabbed our readers was that I, you know, was talking about kind of the gritty parts of motherhood, which I think, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you, but when I had when I had my first babies, I didn't have a ton of friends with kids. And so I was like, oh, you know, WTF, yeah. I didn't realize X was going to happen. I didn't realize it was going to be so hard to take a shit after I give birth. No one's talking about this. And so when I talked about no, it, people no were like, oh, that okay, someone else is talking about this. Now, it's so different now, but 10 years ago, it felt like it, it felt different. Yeah, because it, because it was different. Even five years ago, when I had my first baby, I don't think people were talking about it as much. And even now, I, mean, I think now we know where to find it if we want it, but it's still not mainstream. Sure, yeah, uh, absolutely. I, do, I mean, I do think people have taken... There have been steps as far as like in books and media and TV shows and movies to portray portray real motherhood, but it's such a slow moving wheel that any any time we can kind of advance the the realities of motherhood, I think it's a it's a great step. 
I think that poetry, I mean, your poetry in particular was so, well, it worked for me, one, because you were posting your poems on Instagram. And, and that's where I was. I wasn't going to pick up any book. I couldn't hold a book. I was holding a baby. But I was going to hold I was going to hold my phone for better or worse. And the, you were right there. You were where I was. And just the fact that I could consume your poems on this device when all, all I had to work with was a thumb to scroll. It was freaking magical at the time. And I'm just I'm so I'm so happy you chose that medium to put them up there. And why did you why did you choose to put them on the on the Instagram? Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there are a lot of different trajectories you can take with with your writing, specifically poetry, a lot of poetry people kind of turn their noses at putting it on Instagram. I think part of it is like, you're putting your work out there for free. I, I call it good mm -hmm. marketing. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. I was happy to share it. I a lot of times people will ask me to, they'll say, oh, I saw one of your pieces on Instagram, but now it's not there. Can you send it to me? And I just send them a link to my book because uh, I, but I do use Instagram to share it because like you said, I think it helps, it helps people get a taste of what they will get in a book. And it also maybe allows people who don't normally read poetry to consume it and realize that um, everyone can enjoy poetry. It might not be mine, um, but that there, you have a chance to read it. And that this is for them that, you know, I, it's true. I, whatever, I would post half of my book online if our, if my publisher would let me. But every time we post an excerpt of it, it just gets us more readers because people want to know what they're buying. Books are expensive. Exactly. And it's a big investment. And I think that what you've done by posting your poems on Instagram, one, you helped save my sanity. So part of this call is to thank you and just just to express my gratitude to you. But also, you're freaking fierce and smart in how you've marketed your poems, your poetry, your books, and you know, the trajectory of your career. I think that you're brilliant by putting these on Instagram and fuck those haters. <laughs> Thanks. I, I, I don't care either way what people say as far as Instagram poet or not. That's That has nothing to do with me. So I, I really let that go. I think it's, I, I do. I, I don't think anyone would ever call a man an Instagram poet. Um, Although they do but exist, but I, yes, I, I don't know. I have no Right, idea. they do exist. Yeah, exactly. Um. You know, the other thing that so yes, like like I said, this is just this is just a big old freaking thank you. Thank you for being you and being great and choosing to put them on Instagram. Uh, but also, I want to talk a little bit about I hope this finds you well, and how you turned we had a whole episode in season one about how much hate women get on Instagram on the internet, any woman that happens to live in a public space, people will throw essentially throw flaming shit at her. And I love that you have turned some of these hateful messages and comments into beautiful poems. Can you just tell me a, the quick and dirty version of the Genesis for doing that? Sure. Yeah. So I was not super familiar with erasure poetry <clears throat> before. I wasn't like reading it and thinking, oh, I should try to do this. It was really just on a whim. I um, George Floyd had just been murdered and people were talking about police reform. I was posting about police reform and kind of trying to start discussions on how we can do this differently and accountability for 
the police, also, of course, for white people in general. And um, I had someone write back to me, you know, kind of upset with this take, which is obviously super normal on a day in the Internet. It wasn't like that was abnormal. And I was kind of looking through those messages, um, deleting them. I don't typically write back to those just because I don't find Instagram messaging a productive place for that kind of conversation. I, I wasn't mad at her for sending me that message. I just didn't find that conversation was going to go anywhere. But I was looking at it before I deleted right. it, and the words just kind of stuck out to me in a different form. And so I took a screenshot. I hid her identity and made a poem out of it, which is it really uh, truly had no forethought. I, I wasn't like thinking I was going to start doing this, but I did that. I, I posted it. Um, people had a pretty strong reaction to that, which I think just proves, you know, uh, there are a lot of people at odds with other people on the internet. And of course with mm -hmm, people they mm -hmm. actually know. Um, yeah. So that, that's how it started. And then because of that response, I was like, okay, I kind of felt like a party trick. You know, I started to look at spam emails <laughs> and bulletin boards and all sorts of things. I was like, oh, you can, I could kind of make poetry out of a lot of things. And, and then my publisher asked if I would do a whole book of them. And I said, absolutely not. And then they asked me again and I said, no, it's so depressing. And then they kept asking me. Um, and I, I obviously did relent. It was a terrible writing experience to be honest the result I am happy with but to write it was it was depressing a lot of the time um, I'm happy to be done with it I don't plan to write any more of them I don't I, it's not like when I page through it I'm upset I, I really am happy with the result and I think I'm happy with it it just the actual writing of it was was hard and, and not just because of the content but because Writing erasure poetry is um, a very frustrating experience because you don't have necessarily the, the nouns and verbs that you want, <laughs> and so there's a mm, lot mm -hmm. of the, right. a lot of the process is throwing things out, which is just very frustrating. Right, right, and there's there's like the first level of like this obviously sucks that someone is so hateful, and then the second level of I'd really like a uh, preposition. Exactly, there. that would be awesome. Exactly, yeah. What are like what is some of the kinds of hate comments that you, that you get that you did end up turning into poetry for people who haven't read the book yet? Yeah, so there's a lot of messages in there that are just personal to me and and uh, like what I look like and how I talk about things and then there are ones that are pretty focused on politics, like mm -hmm. my politics mm -hmm. or or specific things that I've supported or not supported and then there are also excerpts from articles and court transcripts and um, things that people have said, like there are a few about Trump, and now I'm kind of, I can't quite recall what they are, but they want, I think one of them is the pussy comment, and then the other one is, I, I believe, right before he left office. So there are also those things, too. They're not all to me. Uh, that just felt mm -hmm. like too much. <laughs> not... Not like no, I yeah, can't that's handle too much. it. That's too but, much. That's well, too much. I, I felt yeah. like it was uninteresting to not include other things. Yeah. There's also positive messaging, which was a, a big conversation on whether or not to include. I did not want to include it because it felt braggy, but we landed mm -hmm. on the fact we, we landed on the idea that it might be too depressing for them all to be negative, and so we included positive ones <laughs> as well. Also, to illustrate the point that. 
they're also wonderful interactions and uh, things that right. happen on the internet. Right. People, people yeah. like you on the internet. What do you follow on Instagram to give you comfort? I follow an account called Poetry is Not a Luxury, which is a line oh. from um, an essay by Audre Lorde. It's, again, poetry is not a luxury. And they, they post poems from all sorts of people uh, from all sorts of different eras, but they they really give a nice scope if you're not super familiar with poetry or comfortable or even just desire to check out any poetry books. Because I think part of the problem is that a lot of people identify with one or two pieces from someone and they don't want to buy a whole mm-hmm. book. But she, she gives, I think it's a she, gives a great array of different poets. I found it to be really comforting to read all sorts of different poetry from all around the world, all different eras, and, and kind of connect with what people were feeling maybe in the in the 60s or the 70s. Or She also posts contemporary poets. And I just, I really like the, the breadth and the depth of, of what she chooses to post. And so I, I recommend that to anyone who, who says they don't like poetry or or people, I have a lot of people who reach out to me and say, oh, I loved your work. Who else should I read? And I'm happy to give lists of other women, which I, I do have. There are plenty of them. But this is a great account to follow to um, get a wider range to see what you connect with. Oh, I love that. All right. Well, let's uh, let's have everyone follow yeah. them now. Everyone listens listens to, to the podcast. Tell it to us again. Uh, poetry is not a luxury is the account. I love the name of the account. Um, cool. That is all that I have. Go back, get back to writing. <laughs> write us another, write us another wonderful oh, book. Trying to. Um, I'm so happy that we got to talk. Same. Thank you so much for having me. If you guys want to hear more of Kate's very comforting and very beautiful poems, please pick up both her books, What Kind of Woman, and I Hope This Finds You Well. They're sold in all of the bookselling places. And that's it. I do hope that this was a breath of fresh air before we dive back into the Instagram and all of the insanity that comes with it. Our second episode on mental health gets a little dark, but dark in a way that I think we all really need to talk about. We've got way more on mental health influencers next week. In the meantime, be good to yourself.